Hey folks, this is 13 and 3, otherwise known as Mogie and JC, welcoming you to the next episode of the Breakout Sessions podcast. This episode is sponsored by Dooley's Pub and Riverside Bike and Skate. We would like to welcome our guest today, former Chippewa Falls Cardinal and current St. Lawrence University Saint Jordan Steinmetz. Mogie? Jordan, thanks a lot for taking time out of your break to come and chat with us this morning. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, let's get right to it here. Chippewa Falls Cardinal, you grew up uh, with quite a sports history because you played football, hockey, and baseball, and I believe your senior year you were captain of all three sports? Um, Yeah, but in football they did a little different, but so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> okay so when you say you did football a little bit differently is that you, you you played a position that was not uh you know something other than like a linebacker um well in football it was like the whole senior class we'd kind of rotate through captains oh that's so. a nice way to do it okay yeah, yeah. So. great mm-hmm. but then uh football and or excuse me hockey and baseball you were uh, elected captain uh, for all of those sports yep so football aside, let's go to baseball. Okay. Uh, what position did you play in baseball? Uh, I played center field, and I played shortstop my senior year. And how were you elected captain of the team? Um, I had been one of the guys that was around for a while. Uh, I was on varsity for, that would have been my third year, it was my senior year. So it was kind of just a seniority thing, experience. Me and another player on the team were around for three years so we were kind of co-captains okay so obviously the experience uh, led to the leadership and and the team felt comfortable with that and then how about hockey uh i was elected captain my junior year uh just by we had a vote and i was elected captain so that was a pretty cool feeling so the team was the one that put the the name in the hat and everything was drawn out and it came up jordan mm-hmm. all right that's pretty cool what do you think some of your character traits are that they felt that you'd be a worthy person to lead that team? Uh, I think coming to practice every day with a mentality to grow, I think that's a big thing that I think I do well. Um, and then not being afraid to kind of get on guys in a sense. I mean, if guys aren't ready to practice or, guys are kind of out to lunch so you just you have to keep guys in it all the time because some people just have different focal points sometimes guys need a little wake-up call and you were that guy to give it to them yeah yeah that's did the coach coaches appreciate that yeah i was gonna ask did the coach give you free reign on that a little bit to help uh herd them in uh i I don't know if it would be free reign it was just i mean i that was something i had to get better at too just not like yelling at people all the time and kind of having to talk to people instead of yelling so yeah i mean it was it was good it, it really helped me as a leader i felt so okay yeah now you're looking at football you're looking at baseball you're looking into hockey do you feel that playing multiple sports helped you evolve as an athlete altogether yes Okay, and are you happy that you played three sports as opposed to focusing on hockey the entire time? Yeah, I'm looking back on it. I I would do it the same 
all over again. So. All right. Nothing would change in that regard. No. Okay. Do you have uh, special moments from each one of those teams that uh, you think back and go, yeah, that made it a good reason to stay in all three sports? Uh, I I think it's more of the friendships that you make and the, I mean, uh, being in the locker room for football or being in the dugout for baseball before and after the games, I, you just can't replace that with anything. So I think that's a big reason why I enjoyed it. You hear a lot of guys refer to the time in the locker room as some of the most cherished moments, and yeah. uh, I, I understand that. I, yeah, you know, you're on the you're on the battlefield together. You're you're battling, and then you you get to talk about it after. And exactly, yeah, know, talk about the good stuff, the bad stuff, the goofy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot of all of those things. <laughs> what made you focus in the end on hockey? Um. Well, to be honest, I was more leaning towards baseball at the end of my senior year. Um, I was actually going to go play baseball at University of St. Thomas. Um, but I ended up, we were our team Wisconsin team that year. We ended up making it to the national championship um, in the national tournament. We lost in the national championship. And when we were out there, I, that was like the first time I had a team like reach out with a, it was a tender in the North American league. So, and then I kind of waited for, to make a decision and everything kind of just unfolded. I ended up going to Janesville the next year. So. so Janesville Jets, the North American hockey league, Janesville, Wisconsin, um, owned by a superior native Bill McCoshin. So we're going to head down to Madison where we're going to have a, a number of interviews on January 10th. Any Anything you want us to ask, ask Bill? Uh, how he does it. He, <laughs> he's a busy guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> he's awesome for Janesville and their organization, and they couldn't have a better person running it. So Nice. Yeah. Were you getting looks? Well, you mentioned baseball uh, was mm -hmm. kind of a go-to sport at the time. Uh, were you getting recruited? by the colleges at that time for baseball as well a little bit yeah i was kind of just talking here and there because at the same time i i wanted to play hockey but baseball was always kind of a second option so it was kind of uh coaches being like i don't know if we want to recruit you because you you might just play hockey or something like that so they kind of wanted a guy that was fully committed to playing baseball and you after getting the look from TW, you know, to go down to the tender for the Janesville Jets, that was kind of the deciding factor in, in which route you took. Let's go back to TW. For for our listeners, describe what uh, TW is and, and how you make this team. Uh, well, Team Wisconsin would be a before and after the high school season. So you play a fall season up until, I think it's the first weekend in November, then they stop and you join your high school team. Once the high school season plays out, you join back together. You play um, in States, which I don't know how, I think there's still only three other teams in the state of Wisconsin. Um, if you win that, you go central districts, which is teams from all over the region. And then if you make it out of there, you go to the national champ or national tournament. And you made it to the national tournament. Uh, that was, with TW before your senior year then? Um, well, I went, I think, 
I went to the national tournament all four years I played. Yeah. Holy wow. cow. Yeah, it was a cool experience. So you were playing football and T-dub, then hockey, then baseball and T-dub mm-hmm. for four years. Yep. That's three years. My junior year, I didn't play football. Okay. You're yeah. a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't have much time to goof off, did you? No, it kept me out of trouble. Okay, so this is an important question now. Did you keep your studies up at the same time? Um, my junior year, I struggled a little bit. Um, we That year, the national tournament was in San Jose. Um, so we went out there for a week. And then when we came back, I got pretty sick. And so I was out of school for quite an extended period of time. And then... But for the most part, yeah. All right. Was good. that part of the reason you didn't play football then? Um, no, I didn't play football my junior year because for our team Wisconsin schedule, we were all over the place, and uh, I probably would have only been able to make two of the football games. Oh yeah. And so I just didn't feel right doing that. Sure, understandable. Yeah. Who was your TW coach? Um. My fr or how my fresh my well fourteen U team, um, Paul Caulfield. Well known name in the hockey community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um my sixteen year old year it was Paul Caulfield again with uh I think Craig Johnson. Okay. Um played for the Badgers. And then Craig Johnson the next year too with his brother Marcus and then um, Luke Strand my 18 year old year Luke another big name in the hockey community that uh, has been a member of our podcast but you know you mentioned you signed a tender also with uh, with the Nall with the Janesville Jets did you know that there were people in the stands watching you during this time uh yeah I mean at the national tournament that's a big kind of scouting area for junior teams. So you always know, but you just don't, you never know if you're going to get contacted or talked to or something like that. Does that add to the pressure on you in the game or you just go out and play the game and let the chips fall where they may? Uh, I mean a little bit because right away when they're there, it's you just go and play. And then after time and Say you don't get a call or you don't get an email or a text, then it's like, holy crap, I got to start playing better or something like that. So so after one year with Janesville, um, you bumped up to the USHL with the Sioux City Musketeers. Mm-hmm. What what led to that change? Um, <laughs> that one, That's a pretty funny story. So I was planning on going back to Janesville. Um, I was pretty set on that. And then Luke Strand called me one day and was like hey i want you to come to our 40 man camp which is kind of like the last tryout before they make the team or cut it down to the team so i was like sure i went and i went down and i made the team and and then that was that yeah so <laughs> he makes it sound just, like it was no big deal no problem <laughs> just, so so up to that point luke hadn't spoken to you about anything no he just called me out of the blue one day and the forty man team. I mean, don't it isn't that like the the last part? And don't they have a couple things before that? With they usually, a I think they had a main camp before that. And then they just kind of chip it down and mm-hmm. 
So I I was oh. super surprised. I mean, it was it was pretty late too. So when he called me, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'll come for sure." <laughs> okay, now we got a smile. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was funny. You know, so that we got it uh, for our listeners. You know, the NAHL or the NAL is kind of a a junior B, and then um, USHL Sioux City. Uh, which would be the junior A per se? Is, would that be a good way of of uh, describing it? Yeah, I think it's more like tier one is the USHL, and tier two would be the NAHL. Okay, yeah. And so, with you being in a tier two with the with the Janesville Jets, you didn't have to worry about any contract that you would signed or transfers or anything. As long as you're going to an upper level, you're allowed to make that move. Yep, it's completely my decision. Okay. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're happy you made that decision now. Yep. And how was that? Was Could you tell a distinct difference between the tier one and tier two level competition? Uh, I would just say the skill rose. Um, the USHL is more of a younger league. Uh, a lot of younger players that are very talented. Um, so that, I think that was the biggest difference. Okay. I think we saw you uh in Dubuque and Dubuque had a had a pair of seventeen year old twins, little guys. Mm-hmm. I think they went to Northeastern. You yep. might you probably playing against those guys right now. Yeah, no, they're they're at Northeastern right now. Yeah. Okay. The Jackson twins. The Jackson twins. Yep. They talk about skill. That was I mean, for seventeen year old young men. Exactly. Yeah. In the USHL, that was pretty astounding. Yeah. If uh when you went to the USHL, you go you go to Sioux City. Weren't you elected uh, one of the captains of the team? Um, kind of halfway through the year, I was. Yeah. So you know, obviously, you've got leadership skills. Yeah, there's a theme building here, JC. <laughs> there certainly is. How did this transpire in the USHL? Um, I I don't really know what happened. I, I mean, just one. We were actually playing in Waterloo. And we went into the locker room and all of our jerseys were hung up and I had a letter on my jersey and I was just like, what the heck? And then before the game, you just, uh, Luke was like, congratulations, like you earned it. And so it was, it was pretty special. I mean, it was pretty cool. It had to have been. And obviously he saw something in you that your previous coaches saw as well and, and teammates. So Congratulations on that. You certainly have established yourself in that role. And do, can you think of something, you know, that you have grown or matured at to be able to continue to be a leader? Um, I mean, like I said before, kind of just approaching each day like it's its own day. Um, and then holding guys accountable. I think that's the big one. Um, for a team to grow, I mean, it, accountability has got to come within the team. So if if guys aren't going to hold each other accountable, uh, then I think they're not going to be as close. Because, I mean, accountability is hard. You have to earn respect instead of earning likeness sometimes. But your teammates will thank you for that down the road. So that puts a little pressure on you, though, Jordan, too, that – you know, you can't be, hey, do what I say, not what I do. I mean, you have to go out there and, and be the model of... Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's a, another good thing about that is, like, if I challenge someone, I have to go out there and do it, so... Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So do you lead by example in that regard? 
I think so, yeah. Okay. We're going to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors right now, Dooley's Pub, Eau Claire's home for hockey and all sports fans since 2005. Mike Dooley and uh, the crew down there will be uh, – service is excellent, for a lack of better terms. They do a great job down there. They're a proud booster of the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and local high schools. They're not afraid to give a shout-out to all the sports in the area. And uh, they're located on historic Water Street, providing excellent food and service. And they're looking pretty sharp in those breakout sessions t-shirts as well. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and don't be afraid, folks. When you stop into one of our sponsors, tell them the breakout session sent you. We'd appreciate that. There you go. You know, uh, we've talked about the NAL. We've talked about USHL high school a little bit. When do the universities start looking at you and showing interest that uh you've got this next step in you um the first well i talked to i talked to a few schools throughout uh janesville um nothing like super serious i talked to a couple schools at uh preseason games for sioux city and it didn't really wasn't very serious and then um talked to a few schools at the showcase uh, the ushl showcase in pittsburgh and that's kind of when talking to colleges picked up a little bit. And um, that's where I first talked to St. Lawrence, actually. So, Okay, talk to us a little bit about St. Lawrence. Out east, mm-hmm. what can um, you tell us about your experience there so far? I, I really enjoy it out there. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty small community, uh, small school, like 2,500 kids. Um, small town, there's probably 6,000 people. Uh, it's, it reminds me of this area, Chippewa area, uh, same landscape. Uh, it's pretty similar weather all year round. Um, but yeah, it's, it's incredible. I I really enjoy it out there. Nice. You know, there is a, uh, former Eau Claire resident, Alex Dahl that played out at St. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to him or reach out to him at all about his experiences there? I actually talked to his mom. Me and my me and my mom met up with his mom, and she talked to my mom, just kind of the parenting side of it. But I never got a chance to talk to Alex. No. Okay, so after the discussion, though, with uh, with Alex's mom, uh, Cindy Dahl, you kind of felt a little bit more comfortable about making the move out east. Yeah. Okay. Any regrets about uh, not going to another university at this time? Now that you've got the the experience out there? Uh, no, I I wouldn't change it. I mean, it, it stinks for my parents that they can't come to every game because it's the travel, but uh, I don't think I would make a different decision. You know, I have was able to watch you play many high school games, and then uh, Mogi and I were able to watch you, you know, play in the USHL, and you remind me of a former Badger and Memorial, Eau Claire Memorial High School hockey player, Jefferson Dahl. You guys have the same stature. And you're like those little gnats that just keep buzzing and never go away. <laughs> and I attribute your abilities um, to go as far as you have because you've got tenacity, if nothing else. You know, for our listeners, you're not a tall, large individual, but you've got speed you've got grit. Did your size matter in any recruiting processes that people were a little bit hesitant to look at you? Um, I don't know because they, I mean, they didn't really tell me that, but 
I'm, I'm sure there was. I'm sure teams didn't recruit me because I was undersized. But um, what does that mean anymore? Now look at Cole Caulfield. Yeah. You know, and by the way, if anybody ever does say, any, say anything about your size, just tell them, you know, I'm small, but so is a stick of dynamite. <laughs> That's, that's a good one. I like a that. powerful statement. Yeah. <laughs> well, his size has certainly uh, not been a factor as far as uh, his ability to grind out a hockey game. Well, he's and he's ascending. Let's face it. You know, he plays high school, plays in the NAL, plays in the USHL. Now he's playing Division One. I. I don't think your size has slowed you down at all. No. What do you work on, or what do you think is your major skill in the sport of hockey? Um. I, in my opinion, I think it's uh, hockey IQ. I just think I think the game pretty well. Okay. Kind of like the Wayne Gretzky on the ice. You can see the play develop and you go to where you need to be. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare myself to Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, I think I think the game well though. Um, just anticipation and knowing the game. So. I'm going to go in reverse here a little bit. Let's go back to your uh, your high school years. Um, we recently had your former coach on, uh, Scott Parker, mm-hmm. and uh, who did a great interview. And I learned a lot about him through that interview. Uh, you know, one of which was one of three brothers that won a national championship. Yeah. Did he talk about, or did he bring to the table um, the the skills and the developments that he and his brothers had in order to become champions to help kind of encourage you guys? Yeah, I think a lot of it was the team aspect and being a hard team to play against because being a hard team to play against is not fun for the other team. They usually leave and it's like, uh, I don't want to play that team again or things like that. But I think a lot of it was being hard and like gritty. I think he's shaped me in that way of being gritty. So, so I think he gets a bad rap. Sometimes people, people think he's uh kind of a, kind of a mean dude. Mm-hmm. What, what is he really like under, under, let's say that, uh, that exterior? Uh, he, he likes to have fun sometimes, uh, sometimes, <laughs> uh, but no, he, he, he knows how to get a smile out of you. He's a very kind person. He's, super genuine um but when he needs to be hard on guys he's hard on guys and i've always respected that and he gets the best out of guys going back to st lawrence now you know i've been looking at your roster you've got several canadians on your team Mm -hmm. you've also got a lot of representative representatives from the minnesota area Mm-hmm. Any of those guys, uh, individuals that you played against in tournaments that you're aware of, either growing up or through through TW? I played against one uh, kid on my team um, for TW. We played one of his AAA teams. So yeah, and who was that? Lucas Erickson. Okay. Yeah. So, do you guys remember those games when you were playing each other? Uh, we were, we kind of remember the games, but we don't. It's it's tough to remember certain guys sometimes. You just don't. I mean, who won? Uh, I know we won one. Uh, we split one weekend, and then I think we tied another weekend. So, Jeez. yeah, no, okay. no bragging rights there. No, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. <not. laughs> All right, and how is he as a teammate? Awesome. I mean, uh, 
I don't really have anything bad to say about any of my teammates. We have a pretty good group at St. Lawrence, so okay, it's pretty it's pretty uh, awesome that we can have such a tight group. How has St. Lawrence been a fit for you? Perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you describe any further? I mean, is it the education, the coaches, the teammates, or is it just all well-rounded? Yeah, how about the community? How about the fans? <sighs> community is like tight-knit, very supportive of our hockey program. Um, the fans, fans are awesome. Um, they support us no matter what. I mean, we had a pretty bad season my freshman year, but they still came to the games. Um, the students all come to the games. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, academics wise, it's, it's pretty tough academically, but that's what I, I, I wanted to go to a good school. Um, so yeah, and our coaches are, have been awesome. Um, Brent Brecky, uh, Tommy Hill and Ben Murphy. I, they're incredible. You know, you play in a an arena called the Appleton Arena, a, a true old barn. Yeah. What's that like <laughs> is, when you step on the ice in that barn? It's so special. Um, I mean, sometimes you kind of lose track of it. Uh, you take it for granted a little bit that you're going in one of the most, or like the coolest rinks in America, I would say. Um, and then you kind of just have to take it all in, and it's awesome. I mean, the wood seats... Um, the wood roof, it's, it's next to none. Is it like uh, the Eagle River rink at all? Um, A little bit. Not as high of a dome. It's not necessarily a dome, but uh, it's just got like wood arches over it. So, yeah. You don't want to raise the puck too high. No. And there's pipes that go across, too, that they can't take out. <laughs> so those things hang pretty low. <laughs> I was looking at the photos of the wood benches. You know, that is iconic of the 40s and 50s. And there was a recent upgrade and it's kind of neat that they left those old seats in there. Do the fans, uh, were the fans instrumental in saying, Hey, we want to keep a little bit of this nostalgia or are you familiar with how that developed? Uh, I think the university and it might've been the donors too, because a lot of the donors are recent or former players, um, alumni, but they were just like, we want to keep the seats the same way. Um, so Yeah. It's it's so cool. Rookie of the year, mm-hmm. freshman year. Yep. How was that feeling? Uh, it was a pretty good feeling. Meaning that was voted on by the players too. So um, it was it was nice. I mean, it was it was cool to be recognized. But if you had to go back in time and you look at where you're at now. In addition to how far you've gone and what you've been able to accomplish, is there something else you would have wanted to work on as far as your skill level? Uh, like how far back? <laughs> you tell us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so many things you learn every day playing hockey. Like I, I still try to be a student of the game and learn as much as you can, take in as much as you can. I, I mean, I wish I had known what I know now in high school. Um there's just so many little things about the game of hockey that everyone can get better at at any time. And I think that's a really cool part of the game and it's always evolving. So things are always changing. People are always finding new ways to change the game and make the game faster or more skilled or in a better game. So you, you sound like you're a very astute student of the game. So what are you looking at doing 
following your career here in St. Lawrence? Are you looking to get into the pro ranks? Are you looking to get into coaching or? See, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I try not to think about that too much so I can. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get stay it. Stay it. focused. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, but I kind I want to try and play hockey as long as I can. Um, cause you can't, you can't get that back. And then after that's done, it's kind of, I don't know. I've always been interested in coaching, um, interested in trying to do something to grow the game. So, um, and if not that, hopefully I can get a job somewhere. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> what are you studying in school? Any particular emphasis? Um, economics. Okay. So. Nothing specifically emphasized in economics, but just, yeah. Okay. Were you an outdoor rink rat guy, sort of guy growing up? Or did you spend a lot of your time on the indoor rinks? I know one thing unique about Chippewa Falls and their hockey organization and the way they run the rink is they're open skates uh, mm-hmm. two or three times a week. And I think... If it wasn't free, it was just a very nominal fee to get into those rinks at those times. You know, were you were you on the outdoor rink? Were you on the indoor rink uh, during open skate? What were you doing? Um, when I was really young, it was open skate. Uh, my parents would bring me up to the rink and we just skate around. Um, and as I started playing hockey, like um, whatever squirts, peewees, a lot. I spent a lot of time on the outdoor rink, the old outdoor rink. No roof, uh, but uh, snow banks on the side. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so I think once I got into high school, that's when I stopped kind of getting out on the outdoor rink, um, just because there. I mean, it's a lot of time for high school hockey. You're on the ice almost every day of the week. Um, you got a lot of schoolwork stuff like that, so it just got busier. So the. The area around the arena has has changed a little bit in Chippewa Falls. You went from the north rink, which was the only rink with a with an outdoor rink. Now you have the south rink, and and the Scobie rink now is the covered outside rink with the you know with some tarps on it. And it's got a roof on it to keep the sun away. Um, how did it feel growing up and and playing in such a supportive hockey community as Chippewa Falls? Um, I mean, as a young kid, you don't really realize it. Um, and you don't realize until you get out of it, how much people around the area care about hockey in the area. And, uh, it's pretty cool. It's neat that, uh, I mean, like you said, it grew from just the North rink with an outdoor rink to an outdoor rink with a little bit of a South rink. Um, and then they renovated the South rink and now that's pretty much the main rink. And then they renovated the North rink again here a few years ago. So it's, it's incredible. Who has been your either high school juniors college who's been your toughest competitor toughest competitor like a player or a team let's go with a team a team Hmm. but if you got a player on the top of your head we'll take that as well (laughs) because that's going to be the next question (laughs) i think the toughest team i've ever played against has been cornell okay what do they have that's uh that's a step above the other people that you know brings they, them to the forefront well one they're they're a big team they're huge and then they play their system so well it's you can't get around the rink um and they make it hard to get to the net 
Um, yeah, I mean, they're just so structured so well, or they execute their system so well. So Does that frustrate you guys? Yeah, it is frustrating. It's really frustrating because, <laughs> I mean, as much as you want to you wanna enter with possession, you want to enter the zone with possession, you got to chip it by, guys. You got to go back and get it. And then once you get it, they make it hard to hold on to the puck. And then it's... And then once they get the puck, they hold on to it, and they're good at holding on to it. So, sure. Yeah. That is frustrating. Does uh, frustration ever boil over for any guys on your team? Uh, I don't think – no, not not in that sense. It's more of just like a team frustration, like why can't why can't we do anything? It's not it's not a like a physical frustration, I guess I should say. Okay. Yeah. You know, keeping that in mind, you know – is there a player on that team or a player that you have gone up against in your hockey career that is that individual that kind of gets you frustrated because they've got the skills that just go, holy crap, I wish this guy was skating on my team rather than the other team? Yeah, I think there's been a few guys like that. I'll try to think of some names, but um, there's always guys like that that they're good and they're hard to play against and just – yeah, that's frustrating. It's more of like individual players that frustrate me personally. <laughs> hey, I'm going to give a shout out to our other sponsor for today's episode, Riverside Bike and Skate. Uh, probably a place Jordan visited a couple times throughout his youth and high school career. Um, Eau Claire's Hockey Headquarters, which is the oldest hockey store in the state of Wisconsin. Buy hockey gear from the people that play and know the game. Riverside bike and skate special thank you to pat and the boys down there at riverside for supporting us and our podcast you know we haven't really touched on this what position do you play and how did you choose that position oh um right now i currently play center um through juniors i played wing whether it was left or right wing um it was up to the coach but right now i play center and I played center through high school, so I don't. I don't really know how I chose the position. Um, I've always played forward since I've been really little. Um, yeah. Would you consider your game a grinder or a finesse type game? A grinder. Yeah, I have to agree with that. That might be why you're a center. You know, you have to be very active down low in the defensive zone, mm-hmm. and you have to be responsible, but also, you know very effective in the offensive zone too yeah. so do you have a player that you look up to um when i was younger i really liked patrick kane but my game does not resemble patrick kane's game at all <laughs> um, okay I, Isn't I he a new york guy though he's a buffalo guy yeah there you go. Yeah. yeah um but i think i like watching brad marchand from boston uh small oh, yeah. guy Small guy, he's way more skilled than I am, but he and he plays hard. I think that's cool. I mean, he is a gritty individual. He is, you know, and I, I think some of the things that he does that are kind of like a little bit goofy, like he was licking people a couple <laughs> years ago, which who knows where that came from. But I think sometimes those hijinks uh, overshadow his ability because you're right; yeah. he's he's a phenomenally gifted hockey player. Mm-hmm. You're on break right now. Yep. Are you on the ice during break? Um. When when I come home, no. Um. I actually sk- I skated last night 
uh, at men's league in Chippewa. Uh, that had to be fun. It was fun. It, I had a lot of fun. Will you get on the ice at all with the uh, Cardinals? Um, I don't think so because they think they're away this week. And then I don't know when they practice, but no, unfortunately. So not. won't be able to go back and skate with the old alumni. Do you keep in contact with Coach Parker a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Here oh. and there. You know, you've had quite a long list of phenomenal coaches, you know, TW to USHL to Nall to USHL to, you know, where you're at now. Is there one thing that you could, you know, think of? that stood out the most that you've learned from a coach? Um, I think, I don't know if there's one thing, but if there's one coach that really taught me the game of hockey, I would have to give credit to Paul Caulfield. In what aspect did he teach you that uh, stands out? Um, he just taught me so much about uh, keeping the puck possession. Um and then where to be without the puck. I think that was the big thing that he preached was how to how to play without the puck, how to be supportive. Um, and I was probably 13, 12, 13 when he started teaching me. And he was my coach for three years, I think. So it was pretty cool. Do you come from a hockey family? No. So how did that transpire that you went from a non-hockey family to a Division One collegiate player? Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my parents both played basketball. Um, and then my older brother, Drew, he had a friend that played hockey, and he wanted to play hockey. And he begged my parents. My parents kept saying no and kept saying no. And then they finally said yes. And then it, from there, it was just that's when he started playing hockey, and then I played hockey, and... Kind of just, you know, Ed away, Drew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks for grinding your folks down. <laughs> we hear more stories about basketball families that develop one of the finest hockey players, yeah. and, and older know, brothers. And yeah, exactly the older brothers that come through, and and uh, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, that happens. I came from a basketball family as well, and. I picked up a hockey stick at the age of seven, and my dad's dreams went right out the window. So <laughs> that kind of happens. <laughs> Let's talk about summer breaks here, real quick. When you're done, you know, with hockey, uh, hopefully not until April. Um, you'd like to get through the playoffs. Um, what happens then? What kind of training regiment do you go through during your off season? Um, well, last summer I trained at ETS down in Eau Claire. Um, I worked out four days a week. Um, and then I just, you, I try and skate as much as I can. Um, cause ice is hard to come by in the summer. I mean, no matter where you are. Um, but so yeah, I work out four days a week and then try and skate as much as possible. Do the coaches give you a uh, syllabus to follow, you know, that they want you to do certain things in the off season or work on certain things. Um, not necessarily. No, they just want you to stay on the ice. And then, um, we have, excuse me, we have, a our trainer gives us workouts that he wants us to do. So do they check in with you at all? Yeah, they, they're really active in calling people and staying in touch. So they're really good about that. So you get to come home for the most part in the summertime? 
I'm home all summer. Yeah, we don't go back out there at all. So what do you like to do with your free time in the summer when you're not working out? Um, well, uh, I picked up golf during COVID. So I, I'm a pretty big golfer right now. Um, I play baseball in the summer uh, in the CRBL. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's great. What else? Do I I mean, I work work on the farm at home, so... Now that's got to be a workout in itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, it's 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 fun. You know, we haven't really talked about this. How do you feel the Saints are doing this year? And is there anything you would like to see the team improve on as the as the year progresses? Um, so far, I think we've done okay. Um, and I just think okay. I think we could have won a few more games. Um, we probably could have lost a few more games too. So, um, but I think if we really want to take another step, we need to start scoring goals. And as easy as that might sound, it can be hard sometimes. Talk and, to Coach Alone about that. Yeah. yeah, Blue Golds are struggling this year, putting the puck in the net. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a skill. So, you know, you you're out in the East Coast. Tell our listeners some of the teams that you compete against, and obviously Cornell's the the one that stands out. But are there other teams in the East Coast that uh, you know you go into their rink and you think we know that this is going to be a definitive battle? Um, Clarkson, we that's one of the best rivalries rivalries in college hockey is St. Lawrence Clarkson, um, and people from the Midwest probably don't understand it, but we're two universities that are 10 miles apart. Oh, didn't realize you were that close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, they call it the battle of route 11, which is the road that connects us. So those are always really cool games to be a part of. Um, and they have a, they have a, a rink similar to our size, like same Appleton arena size. So it gets pretty packed in there. So the the rafters are shaking when you're you're <laughs> when you're at their rink and vice versa. Yeah, and they have a they have a pep band too. So I I was really enjoyed pep bands. I mean they they're loud and it's it gets intense. Gets you going. Oh yeah. <laughs> how big is your barn? How many how many folks does it hold? Uh three thousand. For a six thousand person town. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Holy mackerel! Yeah. Anybody, any teammates or coaches you want to give a shout out to? Um, I I have to give a shout out to Coach Parker, um, and then Luke Strand. I know another guest, both guests on your podcast, but those guys have both been um, huge, huge influences in my hockey career. Huge role models. You know, let's go to your uh, collegiate coaches now as well. They've got quite a resume. What sort of things do they bring to practice that stands out to your mind that helps you compete at that collegiate level? And I think it's I think it's just that they make sure that we're ready to go every day at practice. Um, and if we're not, we we hear about it. And it, I mean, it'll affect your playing time if you don't come to practice every day and perform and execute. Um, and I think they're really good about that, but they're always really good about being personable, um, being good people. And all three of them are great people and they're great coaches and they know what they're talking about. So 
you can trust them. Nice. I bet you can. Um, you know, this has been an awesome interview. I, it's fun because we haven't had anybody from an East Coast league mm-hmm. come in and talk to us yet. And it's fun to get that perspective. And I didn't realize that St. Lawrence, the, the town was that small. It was kind of interesting to learn that. Yeah, it was very interesting. And the, in the battle of route, route 11 mm-hmm. uh, with Clarkson, you know, I, <clears throat> I'm hearing more and more about Clarkson. They're mm-hmm. kind of an up and coming program. I think Nico Sturm from the yep. from the wild played out at Clarkson. So that's kind of interesting connection there. Mm-hmm. Any fun story that you can share with our listeners, you know, is a, is a, go ahead. Um, I have a pretty, just an interesting story. Um, so I had a friend that I played Team Wisconsin with, uh, Ian Malcolmson. He was a uh, Waukesha, Waukesha kid. He played at uh, the Waukesha West. Or I don't know if they were just Waukesha. I think they were just Waukesha. But anyways, he he was with Waterloo of the USHL and when I was in Janesville. And I lived alone in Janesville. And we were always really good friends when we played Team Wisconsin together. Um so then, yeah, we went to juniors, whatever, and he ended up getting hurt and broke his wrist or something. So he came down to Janesville because he was affiliated with Janesville. And then he ended up being my roommate in Janesville that year for the last half of the year, um, which was kind of, and I was, it was just weird because we were really good friends. And so the next year uh, he gets drafted to Sioux City. And I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to live alone again in Janesville. <laughs> and then I ended up going to Sioux City. We were roommates in Sioux City. So it was just weird. I mean, I've known him since we were eight years old. And we ended up being roommates both the years we played in junior. So, Where is he at this time? Uh, Northern Michigan. Northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wildcat. Yep. Nice. Well, you don't have to worry about battling him right now then. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless you end up in the Frozen Four. There you go. <laughs> no, this has been a great interview, and thanks. That's kind of a cool story. That is very interesting. <laughs> Jordan, uh, thanks very much for coming in. We appreciate you taking the time on your break to come in and visit with us, and some great insight into uh, not only Chippewa Falls hockey, but East Coast hockey and yeah. your development, and we wish you nothing but the best. I do have one last question. Do you still have all your chiclets, or did you lose a couple of those in, in juniors? No, I have all of mine, and thank God for it. Yeah. <laughs> was your mom the type that stood at the glass, made sure you had your mouth guard in? No, never never that, but I, I'm thankful that I have all my teeth. I took a couple of sticks and stuff to the chin and my face, but never my teeth. So, Well, I see a little bit of scar on the eyebrow, but... Uh... Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> All right. They're not, hey, not chances are if you're a hockey player, you have a couple nicks here and there. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> Mogi. Oh, I just appreciate you coming and uh, sharing some of your free time with us. And uh, again, like John said, a little bit of insight into Chippewa, a little bit of insight to Audis too. So yeah. thank you for, for coming. We appreciate it. No, oh, thanks for having me. It was awesome. I really appreciate it. So thank you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go away. We've still got our special guest. We're here with our special guest today, Michaela Zillish, who hails from the eastern part of Wisconsin. Mogi? Hey, Michaela, thanks so much for joining us today over here in Chippewa Falls in the west central Wisconsin area. Thank you so much for having me today, you guys. 
<laughs> You're more than welcome. She's got a big smile on her face, Mo. Yeah. Well, she had a great game. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. You're over here for a hockey tournament, for a holiday tournament in Chippewa Falls, right? Yes, we are. All right, and your first game was just a short time ago, and how did you guys do? Uh, we were fortunate to win 7-0. It was a great, great, well-fought game of both teams, so... Had a lot of great opportunities as a team and a lot of great memories being made out there. And let's tell our listeners, who do you play for? I play for the Fox City Stars. And who are your coaches for that team? Um, my head coach is Jeff Fox, and our assistant coach is Chris McGurk. So that's a, it's a co-op team, Michaela. So which other schools are involved in that program? Oh, gosh. We have, yeah. <laughs> we have a very, very um, broad selection of schools, um, which has created a lot of great opportunities and memories throughout the years. Um, but we do have 15 other schools within our co-op. And Holy so, cow. So yes. when, you're, when you're playing youth hockey, are you, are you all together in the Youth Hockey Association too, or do you just all come together for high school? So for girls, I never grew up playing girls hockey. Um, my freshman year of high school hockey was my first year. And so I do know for the youth program within the girls, it is through the Fox Valley Freeze, I believe. It's a great program. We have a very, very well-established program for them, which creates a lot of great opportunities for now. So you were growing up playing mostly boys then? Yes. Now, do you have an older brother or dad that played hockey? Both my older brothers played hockey, and one of them plays Division One hockey now out on the East Coast. And so I've had a, I've had a lot of big shoes to fill throughout the years. <laughs> so is that is that where it started for you with your brothers at home? Yeah. So I have three older siblings. We've all tried hockey. Only three of us had continued to play it. So both of my older brothers started because they were clumsy, <laughs> and we've gone from there. And it's. The rest is just kind of written history. So <laughs> clumsy to Division One. That's pretty good. I think you overcame some obstacles then. Yes, wouldn't you say? Yes, plenty. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go back to today's game. How did you perform today? Um, as a team, I think there was a lot of great, great plays being made. Um, our hockey IQ was definitely there. We we're making a lot of offensive plays, and when it was in the D zone, we definitely came through and just settled down and went from there. And how about you? Any points on the scorecard? Fortunately, yes. I had three goals and one assist today. Three so. goals and one assist. So two-way player, not only uh, scoring the goals, but also dishing the puck a little bit. Well, when I have this many great girls around me, it's hard not to. <laughs> any any shout-outs to those girls that were dishing you the pass? The entire team. I mean, they're all here and we all just work off of each other. So I couldn't be any more fortunate. So, Michaela, what's the history been with, with your team here, the Fox City Stars, um, over your uh, your high school career with them? I have had a very, very exceptional high school career. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year, we won state both years, so we went back-to-back. -back. It was our first state win, to my knowledge, for the Fox City Stars. Um, and so that was an amazing experience coming in freshman year, being able to be a contributing factor, and then going from there into junior year. Um, unfortunately, we lost our second round of playoffs, but as a team, we grew, we were young. And so this year we're hoping to just bounce back and kind of prove our loss wasn't ready. <laughs> so Nice. So Good. those younger players are maturing and getting involved with the program yes. and, and contributing. Good. They're hungry. They're ready to go. They, I've definitely seen their improvement over the years, and I couldn't be any more proud of them. Nice. Very good. And what's going to happen with you after high school? Uh, I'm fortunate. Uh, excuse me. I'm fortunate enough to be committed to St. Cloud State right now. So yes. That is Great. So what do you think going over to the state of hockey? It's it's going to be exciting. Um, I was fortunate enough to play there for a week um, at the USA National Camp. And so I've definitely gotten a feel for the 
skill and talent that's at the Division One level, but also at like the USA level. And so that is a very exciting factor to put into reality now. And so I, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Cool. So for our young listeners, uh, girls that want to aspire to be a good high school hockey player and potentially go on to play collegiate hockey, what did you, what effort did you put in to be able to do that? Um, I think that it's as long as you put in the time that you can do, like just put in as much time as you can, you will succeed no matter what. Just outwork anybody that's around you. Um, I noticed that. So my eighth grade year, I got cut from nationals camp and then I also got cut from team Wisconsin. And so that year I was debating on quitting hockey and I was fortunate enough to have two parents that are very, very proud of everything that all of their kids have accomplished and have given us the motivation to continue to work for it. And so I was able to bounce back and kind of put my goals like in a line and see what I want to accomplish and then go from there. And then also just make sure you set yourself up to have a good group of people around you because that will help you the most. You know, we had a uh, player on here, one of our very first guests, Michael Kapla, talked about being cut from Team Wisconsin as well, not making the team, and ended up with a D1 scholarship and is now playing pro. So perseverance seems to be a key word with uh, somebody like yourself. Yes, for sure. Just never give up on your dreams. That's all I can give. You know what else (laughs) is is key? Um, And and I think uh, Michaela and Michael have other things in common other than just the perseverance, but it's that, that family support. You yes. know, when you talk about, okay, so you didn't make the varsity, then you didn't make the nationals, I want to quit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody can do that, Michaela. Okay. Exactly. Quitting is easy. It's it's sticking it back out and having the support behind you, maybe pushing you a little bit when, yeah. you, when, you, when you maybe want to push back a little bit. Yes. Um, and you have to be so thankful because look where you are today. You know, you exactly. phenomenal high school career, you know, and Thank who you. knows what's going to happen the rest of the way. Thank and you. then St. Cloud, a D1. So... Yeah, cool. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it is cool. One last quick question here, Moke. You know, she's got a brother that plays D1 and, you know, older siblings that played hockey. You know, were you able to take on your brother once in a while and show him a little bit of skill on your end? I've been fortunate enough this past summer to have trained with my brother and a lot of his teammates that um, are obviously very, very well-versed players. And so... Uh, I'm not going to say I could give him a good run. <laughs> I could put up a little fight once in a while, but he, he towers over me, outweighs me. So <laughs> all he had to do was literally flick me. <laughs> I didn't have much against him. <laughs> Michaela, thank you very much for being our special guest. It's been a pleasure, Mogi. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today, Michaela. Thank you, guys. I'll see you around the rink today. All right. Sounds good. So a huge thank you to our audience. We would like to thank our special guest, Jordan Steinmetz and Michaela Zilich again. Special thank you to our sponsors, Dooley's Pub and Riverside Bike and Skate. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and visit us on our website at thebreakoutsessions.com. And remember, until our next episode, stay on your inside edges.
catch up.